Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Today is Wednesday, October 6, 2010, and this is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Alan Smith. Appreciate you tuning in this evening for our broadcast on FMCSA Pre-Employment Screening, otherwise known as the PSP. And joining me as well is uh, Donna Smith, the better half of Truth About Trucking, LLC. And our show is in affiliation with our main website, truthabouttrucking.com, and, of course, our blog at askthetrucker.com, where we discuss all aspects of the trucking industry, where our main concern is helping CDL students, recent graduates, and the uh, new inexperienced driver to better understand the long-haul trucking industry and how they can work towards a a, a successful career in professional truck driving. And we all know about the CSA that will soon be taking full effect within the industry. And this evening, we want to dig a little deeper into uh, the PSP, the Pre-Employment Screening Program, that many still believe is a part of the CSA, but it's not. The PSP is actually a program under the FMCSA. And our special guest this evening is Todd Dills, Senior Editor of Overdrive and Truckers News Magazines. And Mr. Dills has an editorial in the October 2010 edition of Overdrive Magazine, specifically concerning the PSP and why it's so important for drivers. So we are going to learn a great deal more about this pre-employment screening program, why every driver should have already gotten their PSP report, or if you haven't already, why you should receive it ASAP and how this new screening program could actually give drivers more control over their career earnings. So if you'd like to be a part of the show, our call-in number is 347-826-9170. And we will get right to Todd Dills of Overdrive and Truckers News Magazines and the FMCSA Pre-Employment Screening Program when we come back from this short break. Be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with the Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. 
and be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Okay, our special guest, Todd Dills, joins us to discuss the PSP program. And uh, Hey, Todd, welcome back to the show. Hey, Alan. How's it going? I'm good. You uh, threw me off a little bit. I was waiting for a Tennessee uh, area code, and then a, a different state popped up. But we got you there. You been doing all right? Oh, yeah. I still have my, uh, I still have my um, uh, phone from when I was living in Alabama. So I'm, uh, and I just moved here about a year ago, but uh, still keep it. And we're based uh, overdrive Turkish News Force uh, headquartered in in Alabama. So, but yeah. Okay. Well, you're with Overdrive Magazine. You're the senior editor, uh, Overdrive and Truckers News. And uh, this month, this uh, October edition, you know, once mm-hmm. again, you have a, you know, you've you've got the best uh, magazines out there. You've got a, a, a editorial about this PSP. Um, Looks like an important issue for drivers, but not too many of them are taking it very seriously, uh, according to the the graphs and stats that you had in that editorial. Are they? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we we did some online polling, and uh, I guess it was well uh, ten. I think something like ten percent of the respondents had actually you know gone and requested their. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the copy of their pre-employment screen program report, basically, uh, which is sort of like a like a DAC report, but it's an inspection and crash history only. Not uh, it tells uh, um, it also shows some of the carriers you work for, but it's it's not uh, it's not uh, it's not information that's being input by previous employers. It's a history of sort of uh, the Department of Transportation contact with uh, you and your history. And, um, but uh, yeah, ten percent had uh, actually seen this. So, I mean, that's that's a, that's a lot of drivers if you, if you extrapolate that to the entire industry, of course. And then uh, over forty percent though had not even heard anything about it, which is uh, which is a little surprising for sure. Uh, the rest wow. were, you know, had various reasons for for not being too concerned about it. Uh, and you know, if you're one thing that uh, you know most. One thing everybody needs to understand about the, the pre-employment screening program is that if you are not, uh, you know, if if you are uh, you know, in a stable job situation or a stable lease situation, and you're not, uh, and there's pretty much no uh, no possibility that you're going to be out shopping around for a, a job or a new lease. Uh, you, you know, it it really doesn't uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, for you, and it is a ten dollar fee to get the report, so you might as well save the ten. But, but uh, you know, as as we know, um, uh, bad things can happen in a turbulent economy like this. So, you know, if there's any chance that uh, you may you may be looking around for a job, I think it's probably a good idea to take a look at, it and make sure all the information is correct, because uh, there have been some problems seen uh, out there. Well, yeah, and Donna, Donna, bring you in here real quick, because one thing about the PSP is. Uh, uh, and Todd, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's it's Donna. This is what's going to be used as the uh, as hiring process, right? Yeah, I, they're not only going to be using uh, the DAC, which is actually you know more for employer to employer, but uh, this is this is basically your your crash and your and your inspection. Um, mm-hmm. I, actually, I, you know, I think it's a good idea for everybody to get it, only because we've been hearing Todd 
that there's uh, wrong uh, information on there, and they can uh, easily, I don't know how easy it is, but they can contest it by going to the data queue. Right. So, oh, definitely. Um, <clears throat> you definitely never know what's used. on there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if if you are going to be in a hiring situation where you're looking for a new uh, job, it's, it's definitely I'd, I'd take a look at your at your report before you uh, get into that because yeah, carriers are using it um, to screen applicants basically, and um, and if there's anything wrong, if, excuse me, if there's anything wrong on there, an inspection listed on there that clearly is not yours. I've heard the story, for instance, about the uh, owner-operator um, uh, got his report noted a uh, an inspection uh, on his report that was uh, that happened in California, and uh, you know this this particular owner-operator had never been to California, so uh, things like things like that, you know, I mean. And some of some of them may be small, but um, and regardless, it's, uh, it's it's definitely important to to have, to make sure that the quality of data is uh, is is good. And if not, like I said, there, like Donna, like you said, Donna, <coughs> excuse me, there is a process to contest and to get uh, get it fixed. Um, and it's a it's a tool that carriers have been using for for years uh, to, and they have you know professional. Professionals, full-time employees, dedicated to this. Uh, to, uh, they've used uh, for years to contest um, marks on inspection reports that, that count against their safety ratings and things like that. Uh, but now, uh, now it's open up to, and it always has been open to drivers. But now, uh, drivers, I think, have a um, have a clear reason to be using it uh, in the, in light of, uh, of the uh, pre-employment screening program. Well, you know, this is it, it's sounding more to me like it, this is just going to be another nightmare like Dak. I mean, well, <laughs> sure. I mean, and testing and false information. I mean, man, I can see another nightmare coming for drivers. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the first thing that uh, popped into my mind when I when I when I got into this and, and saw it. Um, it is. Uh, it's not. I mean, it's really not that uh, complicated and. I guess it it could be fraught with all the same uh, uh, or very similar problems that DAC is fraught with. I.e., uh, you know, you 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 get pulled over, you get that inspector who is uh, you know has had a bad day or has got something against you, and he uh, you know he goes a little intense on you and uh, you know <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, right. Which which just happens with DAC all the time. You know, employers. Uh, Enacting you know, oh, yeah. NG that all the time you know, on their DAC on DAC reports and such, but but uh, I guess the uh, the good I don't know the ray of sunshine in all of it is that um, that it it is it's information uh, that is now going to be available to both uh, individual drivers and carriers that is uh, has a very clear value. Um, uh, over to the carriers over uh, anything on the DAC report, and that is basically that uh, all the information that we're seeing on these on the PSP reports is directly germane to uh, CSA 2010, and that it's um, it's the inspection information particularly is coming from all the same database that all the, uh, the inspection violation information uh, that is fed into carrier CSA 2010 scores come from. So. 
if you have a very good inspection history, and most of the drivers that I've talked with who've seen their PSP reports, they're pretty much blank. Uh, um, I've seen some cases where there are some inspections on there, but most most of the drivers out there run run pretty competitive, and uh, so they have very very good PSP reports. So you, a lot of carriers are saying, you know, they kind of envision a day. Uh, of this kind of putting power into the driver's hands when he's searching for a job. Um, if he's got a clear PSP report, taking it to the carriers and saying, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I'm totally clean. Uh, I'm going to clear evidence that I run a tight operation. Uh, you know, how much, uh, how much are you going to pay me? <laughs> that kind of thing. So it uh, could be a good thing uh, in, the, in that regard as well. Well, yeah, now is um – is the October edition of Overdrive out yet? It is out, um, and it's headed. Uh, it's probably headed uh, to subscribers right now, and uh, it's it's available online for sure uh, to anyone uh, in a digital edition at OverdriveOnline.com. And uh, the story's in there is called uh, Exposed. Um, and okay, so that that's a digital version, so they can go to Overdrive mm-hmm. website and read it digitally online. Right. Yeah. And there's a yep. And there's a there's also a, a smaller version of a, a very similar story that I did in Trucker Snooze this, this this month as well, and that's out in the Truck Stop Racks. Find that too. So, um, but uh, okay. the Overdrive version is a little more in depth. Yeah. One thing you had in your uh, in the Overdrive version is um, still some of the problems through this thing, not just of what we just spoke about, but for instance. Uh, and I was talking to uh, one of my supervisors at work, work about this yesterday. I mean, if you're uh, if you're stopped at a stop sign and somebody rear-ends you, uh, that accident still is going to go against you, the driver, on your PSP. Is that right? Right. So it's going to be listed on there for sure. And there's going to be no um, – there's going to be no – and as it stands now, and FMCSA is, is – as it relates to CSA 2010, they're looking at it. And I think they would also be looking at it this way, but uh, in relation to the PSP. But uh, yeah, it's still going to be there. There's going to be no mention of any accountability, and so uh, you know, you and, and the CSA 2010 is the same way. Uh, uh, you get uh, carriers get um, a certain number of points for for an accident. Uh, for accidents, I think, regardless of, of fault. And that, and like I said, FMCSA is looking at that. Uh, and trying to figure out a way to to account for it in the point system, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seems uh, one thing I can say on the you know to kind of this to kind of make uh, make people a little bit uh, less worried about this is that you know uh, from a driver's standpoint, the carriers are aware of of, of this as well. Uh, most of them. Um, are aware of the fact that there is no mention of accountability, and so in in the process of of hiring someone, they're gonna they're gonna know they're gonna see that, and hopefully anyway know that uh, that there's a you know, they're gonna ask questions basically, and they're gonna do other research to figure out uh, what the circumstances of the crash were. You know, so uh, it is a it is a you know it's it's a it is a definite issue though for sure. Well, now, one thing, Donna, we were talking about this earlier, too. Now, I want to make sure I have this right. This PSP is not a part of the CSA. It's just a, a program right. under the FMCSA, right? Right. It's not, I mean, it's not officially a uh, part of it, but it, uh, it's definitely definitely 
directly uh, related to it, and in, in, in that it's uh, working off the same information that CSA 2010 is. Uh, you know, it's inspection information. It's it's crashes. That's what that's what CSA 2010 is pretty much for carriers. So. Um, uh, yeah, Donna, that's that's pretty much what you were saying too. Yeah, well, also we were talking about, um, you know, the the new drivers are going to come in with a big advantage. I mean, they definitely have no uh, five year crash or three year uh, violation. Right. You know, so that's a, right. a big advantage for them. Um, well, but it, it could be seen as a as an advantage or you know a disadvantage. New drivers have their disadvantages as well because you don't. No, there's no way of, of proving how they're going to be. So a driver with a, a you know a five-year history, uh, three-year and on the PSP reports a five-year crash history and a three-year inspection history uh, that an, uh, a hiring carrier will see. A uh, driver with a history and with very little uh, uh, you know let, very little account against him on that is proven. You know, so he has something that he. That, that gives him a leg up over a driver with no history at all. You know, so there's a couple different ways you can argue that. Well, the new driver's going to get paid a lot less, though, <laughs> and that could be leverage for the for the company. Actually, you know, they could say, well, right, you, know, you don't sure. have a history, so you know, sure. we can only give you this much. And um, sure. it, there's all kinds of angles there. Oh yeah, <laughs> See, it depends on what you want. Do you want to pay less, or do you want to be safe? Or, you know, you right. want, you know. Yeah, I hear. Let me grab, uh, I think Patch is on the line here. I think I missed him on the last show. Uh, Patches, go ahead. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Alan. Yeah, I was having some computer problems last week. So, sorry. Well, you're here now. Oh, I'm (laughs) back. (laughs) What were you asking? You were asking something. (laughs) You were asking something in the chat room about the CSA. Is that what you wanted to ask, or what's on your mind? Uh, how much of that? I thought they had shelved that the CSA 2010. Well, you mean shelved? Go ahead, Todd. Uh, do you mean Do You mean uh, uh, just totally got uh, canceled it? I guess. Well, uh, my information is right now. Remember, I'm hearing bits and pieces. Uh, right. I haven't heard a cotton-picking thing coming out of the Senate or anywhere. Saying that they're going to go through with this CSA uh, 2010. My, well, CSA. Under- my understanding was that they have, uh, because of the loss of uh, uh, truckers and uh, small uh, business people or small trucking companies, that they had uh, shelved it because it would be too great of a loss. Well, um, actually, um, it's going forward and, um, from a, yeah. this sort of a carrier safety scoring standpoint, uh, starting first December. But I think maybe Patch, what, what you might be referring to is uh, they did, in fact, uh, back off on what seemed to be plans to put the driver uh, scoring and rating portion of it uh, into the public eye. Uh, they're not going to do that, and um, so they're only going to use that uh, internally uh, when they're inve- if they if they have cause to investigate a carrier, uh, and even then it will it will just be um, used to kind of uh, help the car- you know encourage the carrier to help out a driver who's who's had had some problems as far as they can tell, but but yeah. Uh, it is going forward. I mean, the latest I've heard, but, sure. But, 
reason why I'm asking is, if you take the uh, CSM, CSA 2010 figures, mm-hmm. and you multiply them figures by three of how many companies would uh, be going out of business, and then you add in the uh, amount of drivers that we have already shortage of, according to the federal government, you take right. that, that's almost half the common bacon driving force. This is what I'm talking about. Well, I, you know, I think if if the the companies are going out uh, because of of poor scores, I would think there would be a surplus of drivers, um, unless those companies going out are just individual, you know, one or two man companies. But th- this is another thing, Alan and I were we're talking about. Uh, it it depends. It, you know how many companies go under well those drivers are gone i mean that's how that's how we look at it anyway is is it is that right todd well uh a company being put out of service uh yeah definitely uh affects the affects all the drivers that they they employ for sure until they're able to to correct whatever problem put them out of service uh the drivers are yeah the drivers are out of a job uh, for sure um, so, I don't know. The, go ahead. I don't. I think the CSA 2010 um, implementation is going to be gradual. Um, as far as I, as far as I've, I've been able to tell, talking with uh, um, talking with uh, people I, I typically talk with over at SMCSA, it's not going to be. We'll see how how it plays out, but I, I think it's going to be over the course of a year, two years. Don't know. Uh, no. I haven't. I'm not sure what numbers you guys are are thinking about when when we talk about the number of of companies that could be expected to be put out of service or go go out of business because of this. But um, I don't. Uh, I haven't seen any any really you know uh, reliable projections uh, on my end actually. So it's been a while since I've since I've seen numbers being put out like that. I know there was 175,000 drivers or something at one yeah, point. I, I don't think it's going to be that bad for the drivers. First of all, um, and and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but interventions really uh, aren't going to take place for drivers uh, unless unless the company is brought in for uh, intervention. Correct. Uh, right. So to flag a driver isn't really you know now what we see happening is companies using. Um, CSA 2010 as kind of uh, a reason perhaps to uh, terminate someone. But on the other hand, they can't get the PSP of an um, of an employee that's already working for them. And a lot of drivers right. need to know that, you know, that they're not sure. obligated. Well, uh, Donna, yeah. so you're, talk, you're talking about uh, – before a company can pull a driver's PSP, the driver has to give them permission? Absolutely. And well, if that driver doesn't give permission, they're probably not going to get hired, don't you think? Well, yeah, but uh, they can't be an employee already of the company and then pull a PSP. And that, and this is what confused me a little bit, Todd. Um, how can an employer pull information from a driver that they've already uh they already have hired. Uh I tried looking on FMCSA's website uh for uh CSA twenty ten information on a driver. They don't 
Okay, well here's here's the deal with that because they don't. The FMC said doesn't doesn't give uh, basically um, like FMC said doesn't provide the, the 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 internal computations that they that they have on in their driver database to any carrier. But the carrier, uh, because the employee this driver already knows this driver's inspection violations uh, since he's been working for them because they count against the carrier. You know what right. I mean? So they know, they know, and they know the points value system because that's all public. So, so they they're just working out information that they that they have because because they're operating carrier and they have a driver that works for them. Uh, there's a lot of yeah, there's a, there's a lot of kind of confusion about like well how you know the, a lot of drivers are are are, are kind of confused when when they you know the safety. Uh, Guy at the carrier pulls them in and tells them <clears throat> tells them this is their CSA score, uh, but but then you know they hear in the press or from FMC say that that uh, you know, the driver CSA scores are not public. Well, they're not. But what the carrier is doing is using a third party provider to that uh, using a third party provider that provides like a, a software package that has all the points values embedded in it. He just puts in the information. The carrier just puts the information. Uh, the driver's inspection history information into that program and it spits out a score. And it's not it's not the it's not the official uh FMCSA score, it's just uh it's just kind of a way to uh to get and I think both carriers are using it as a way to get get drivers to uh you know start thinking about this uh the CSA scoring stuff uh seriously and, and some are used some are and I don't know for sure I haven't heard uh any really uh, you know, really egregious kind of examples of this, but I imagine they, they could be leveraged against, uh, uh, could be used in a bad way to leverage against a driver that uh, that uh, you know has you know has has personal bad personal relationships with somebody at the carrier or something like that. But but um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it is pretty confusing. Uh, well, the, sure. the thing though I'm wondering is, um, okay, they can give. Like somebody like what uh, is it pronounced Vigilo or Vig is that how they pronounce Vigilo. it? Vigilo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vigilo. They're one of the ones providing um, those scores. They do mm-hmm. uh, some kind of mathematical, you know, calculate equation that they've come up with to right. come up with the score. Um, and they can easily do it with a PSP. However, right. if there's an employee that's already working in the company. The only information that company is going to see is the time that they have spent with them because, like you said, they'll be able to see their violations because they see their own, and they'll match right. up, you know, the driver to the violation. However, that's, all the violation that ma- that's all the violation that really matters to that company, though, because the driver doesn't bring his, his, his inspection history to that carrier. Right, so uh, he won't have seat. all that data. He won't have the three-year look back and the five-year look back. Supposing he's only been there six months, right. and you know he was doing really well, but right. two years ago, you know, it didn't quite look like that. Uh, so you know, it, it, it's really uh, probably the way I see it. Anyway, it's going to be more, um, you know, a better better asset for them for their. Their pre-hires. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it's intended for, for sure. Um, yeah. No doubt. 
And you know, it's funny you mentioned visual. Like that company and then others like it are trying really hard to. You know, I don't know if this is even going to be like a. I don't know if this will end up being like a, 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 a tool for drivers, but they're they're trying hard to like find a way to take to allow drivers to take their PSTs and you know of course pay for the service. <laughs> Obviously, they want to make some money uh, and and you know compute CSA scores from those, and then they'll be able to market themselves to carriers that way or something. You know, who knows if that's going to be uh, something that. Uh, that a lot of people use to great effect, but there are several companies who are doing it. We're trying to do it, and uh, I don't think anything's been really released yet. But uh, should be an interesting, uh, interesting series of developments once it is. Right. Yeah. But, well, uh, I'm sure. Sh- I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure whatever they come up with is going to end up being a money maker for somebody. But let's. Uh, I got to take a quick break, and then Todd, when we come back, I want to talk more about this PSP and why it's so important for drivers to get their. Uh, copy because in your editorial and exposed in overdrive magazine you talk about how uh, drivers um, who are just kind of blowing it off and not getting their psp can be a huge mistake so i want to drive that home as to why it is so important for them to uh, get their psp right now so uh, we'll we'll be right back hang with me As an owner-operator, you understand the importance of saving every dollar wherever you can, and insurance is one of the biggest expenses a business owner can face. RigQuote.com works with over 50 of the top insurance carriers across the U.S. to bring you the best insurance coverage at the best price. If you're an owner-operator, small fleet owner, freight broker, freight forwarder, whatever your trucking business entails, RigQuote.com can save you money, and in today's economy, we all know how important that is. They also offer a wide selection of discounts that can even save you more of your hard-earned money. Discounts like having already been an owner-operator, business experience discount, a CDL discount, radius of operation discount, and they can even take care of your truck insurance filings. You can get a price quote in five minutes or less right from their website, rigquote.com, or give them a call toll-free at 888 701 1795rigquote.com making trucking insurance simplified and be sure to tell them that Alan Smith sent you All right we're talking with Todd Dill senior editor of Overdrive and Truckers News magazine and some of the chatting going on Todd uh, uh, Eddie in the chat room says, so it should be made clear to drivers that companies cannot use this system to, uh, you know, vindicate against them, which um, uh, probably is going to happen. And uh, Jason says, um, how is the revenue raised going to be used? Does it go back into the industry or does the government use it however they want? Um, I don't know. Have you have you found anything about that? I mean, the drivers, I mean, this is costing drivers, the PSP is costing drivers 10 bucks a piece, right? Sure. Yeah, it's uh here's the deal with that. Uh the the PSP is being run by uh a contractor, right? N I C technology is the name of the company there. Um and of a data solutions sort of company and basically their bid uh their bid on the uh to to run the program was basically a no cost bid and being you know, mean Kevin C S A did not pay them any money to do it. Uh, and so that's why they charged, and it costs a certain amount for them to keep up with all the report requests and such. 
and so that's why they charge. And um, uh, I I would assume that uh, the the revenue raised uh, directly by report request just goes right back into that company. And, well, if you uh, have four million drivers ordering a PSP at ten bucks a piece, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot of money. Right. <laughs> uh, which is why, <laughs> exactly. So I mean, which is why, um, which is why I'm kind of a little bit uh, like when I when we started this whole thing tonight, I was a little bit uh, I'm, I'm a little bit reticent to just tell everyone to go out and, and buy it. Um, yeah, cause there's no need for you if you're not out there looking for a uh, for a new a new carrier or a new lease with a carrier. Um, you know, there's no, you don't you don't need to to look at it, but before you are, um, uh, or if you think there's any chance that you will be soon, uh, I'd take a look at it. Yeah, because I mean, just like just like the DAC, there could be inaccurate information on there. So that's really the main reason why you're saying in your editorial it could be a huge mistake, mainly because just like the DAC, there could be inaccurate information, correct? Right, I mean that's 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 the linchpin of the whole thing, and um, and and you know, like I said, as CSA 2010 comes out, it, you know, it could be, it could represent an opportunity, you know, um, a kind of a market marketing opportunity for for drivers who have good uh, good PSPs and, and such. So it's uh, the importance of the importance of uh, of clean inspections inside the stuff for drivers is, a, is, is has been raised now for sure. Um, well, why do you think why do you think if, uh, it could empower drivers to uh, uh, plea bargain their earnings if uh, if you know there's really good drivers out there, spotless records who have not been able to uh, uh, plea their case for higher earnings in the past years? Why do you think the PSP would change that? Well, it. It will change uh, as as uh, CSA 2010 becomes a reality, and uh, and the importance real time of of good inspections uh, in the minds of of carrier of all the carriers across the country becomes becomes heightened, uh, and and then the importance of a of a good driver with a you know, with a history of clean inspections uh, it becomes becomes greater. Uh we won't know if that if that plays out that way, uh, but it looks like it could. And a lot of the carrier personnel that I've talked to about it, they they think it you know, it could play out that way for sure. Okay. Um a caller from um my home state of Oklahoma, Eric Code nine one eight. Uh welcome to the show. Go ahead. Hey, it's Jan. <laughs> Hi Jan. Um, Hi, I know you guys are aware that um, I got to um, question some of the safety directors and some of these. Yeah, from some of these. Hi, Todd. (laughs) From some of these um, major companies last week, and I did bring this up, and uh, I did find out that um, what they told me that they're using this for, and several of them have been using it since February. It's been available. They're using it when they hire drivers, and, um, of course, they get them to fill out the form and everything, but they're comparing it to their application and to their DAC and their driver record. Um, 
And a lot of times drivers will omit that they worked for this guy or that guy. And maybe they worked for a company that's kind of under the radar that doesn't put stuff on DAC reports, but they received a bad uh, roadside inspection review and um, don't realize that they didn't realize that this is something that was going to be looked at. So they kept relying on their application and didn't put that they worked for that company. Um, that's happened several times. Yeah, I've heard um, that too. Jim. That's a, yeah. Yeah, well, there's, they, there's no points on it or anything like that yet. And they, they, what I was told was they may not ever put any points. Um, it is just information. You know, uh, right. that Violations were received, but no points are going to be assessed because, you know, really there's no value to the point system anyways when it comes to that. You, know, you, right. either, you, you either had a bad inspection or you've had crashes where there was problems with the truck or whatever, you know, whatever's on there. But like, like Todd said, I, you know, there's no reason for people to run out, you know, to, to pay the 10 bucks to get it because if you've, if you've had good inspections, you know what's on your record. If you've had bad inspections, you know what's on you know what's on there. Right. And you already know what's on there, so just be aware that when you sign that paper, that information is gonna be released to whomever, you know, you yeah, sign that paper. They're gonna to. check it out, yeah. They're yeah. gonna check it out. And I mean, you know, if if, if something seems off and you you know, a good a good company to work for is, is gonna ask you about it and gonna give you a chance to say, Oh wait or give you a chance to look at it and say, hey, this is this right, you know, maybe, uh, no, that's not right, that kind of thing. So, um, Yeah, well, maybe maybe it'll work that way. The only problem I see is, uh, I mean, thousands of drivers think that everything's okay uh, already, and thousands of drivers are losing their jobs because of the DAC. So, <laughs> again, I go back to the DAC. I see this thing as being just, could could be another DAC, but, um, I mean, right. to say to say that, you know, you already know that your record is good, well, that that's helped a lot of drivers. Uh, you know, that hasn't been the case with a lot of drivers with DAC, so I just kind of fear this thing's going to turn into that. But, you know, I'm not, I can't read the future. I just don't know. No. Yeah, I think it'll, it remains to be seen for sure a lot of this stuff that we're talking about here. But um, we'll, have to, we'll have to do a follow-up show. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen. Listen. I I got to got to get this other break in here real quick. We're boy, time's flying by. But Todd, when I come back, I want I know you've talked to uh, you've been talking to some motor carriers and everything, and I want to get your uh, input on uh, kind of what you've been hearing from uh, the motor carriers about this PSP thing. So we'll be right back. The trucker lifestyle isn't an easy one, and those of you listening will testify to that. Because of the sedentary lifestyle, one of the major problems causing drivers to be at greater health risk is obesity. I'm Alan Smith with Truth About Trucking Live, and recently there's been concern for the professional CDL driver and their ability to pass the DOT physical. No doubt you've been hearing terms such as BMI index, sleep apnea testing, and CPAP machines. The bottom line to all of this, however, is that drivers may lose their job because they're overweight. Most of these drivers, by paying attention to their diet and calorie intake, along with some exercise, can take care of their weight problem. But many others, however, are 100 pounds or more overweight, and the problem seems overwhelming to them. These drivers are now researching other alternatives, such as gastric sleeve surgery, which would limit their intake of large quantities of food. 
The cost of gastric surgeries in the U.S. are between $18,000 and $35,000, and not all insurance will cover these costs. We've discovered that one of the most recognized, respected, and affordable facilities who perform this kind of surgery with a total cost of $9,500 is located in Mexicali, Mexico, only 22 miles south of El Centro, California. Dr. Alberto Aceves has performed thousands of surgeries and is rated among one of the highest success rates anywhere, including the U.S. Dr. Aceves has impeccable credentials, including member of the American Society for Bariatric and Metabolic Surgery, member of the International Federation for the Surgery of Obesity, and member of FACS, the American College of Surgeons. If you're overweight and you're contemplating gastric sleeve surgery as a possible solution, either because you're concerned about your job or you just want to feel good about yourself or do things you haven't done in years, then I encourage you to give Dr. Alberto Aceves and his staff a call. They have an extremely knowledgeable, personable, and professional staff and will tell you if you're a candidate for this type of procedure. They'll answer your questions and concerns, and if you're not a candidate, they'll tell you, guiding you in another direction. You can contact them toll-free at 888-344-3916 or at their website, MexicaliBariatricCenter.com. Okay, Todd Dills, Truckers News and Overdrive Magazine senior editor, to a special guest. Todd, uh, boy, well, this hour flying by. What what have you heard from uh, representatives from motor carriers specifically on this PSP? Um, well, like like Jan said, that that's like Jan was talking about uh, cross referencing it with uh, with DAC and and such to uh, you know determine whether uh, whether drivers you know actually telling the truth on a on a um, you know an application is one thing that they're doing with it and you know uh, one um, but I have a big measure. problem with that. What if what if the information on DAC is inaccurate? Right. Well, I mean <laughs> th that's the thing. You know the cross referencing when I, when I say cross referencing with DAC, asking questions of the driver, uh, you know trying you know, figuring out what's what's accurate and what's not. Um, that, they're using it for that. I mean, it's another. It's just like a, basically another resource. And I had one guy put it uh, put it to me like this: like since it's out there, um, I kind of feel like I have to use it because if I don't, I feel like I'm uh, you know, I'm, I'm 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 negligent. Then, and you know, and that and that opens you up to all kinds of of uh, potential problems down the road. But uh, yeah, from from the carrier from the carrier point of view, but um, they, you know they're. they're they're, they're using it in that regard. They're just uh, a lot of a lot of people since it's so new. Um, I had this told me a few times too. They're not really they're not really you know using it at the first stage of of, of the hiring process. They're using it toward the end when after the uh, after the you know, the driver's pretty much almost there at the end of the at the end of the road, about to be uh, put on with the carrier. They'll They'll look at the, at the PSP, and if they see something like, okay, this, this particular driver's had um, you know, several log issues in the past, or logging issues, and marks on inspection reports where uh, had problems with, um, you know, uh, dotting an I or crossing a T on a logbook kind of thing. Um, they'll use, they'll, they'll basically use that to attempt to identify areas where there may be 
some training necessary or some some help with with something. And I just use that log example as an example. Um, could be other things like uh, maintenance related or or uh, uh, who knows. All it could be all kinds of things. But but uh, so they so use it as a way to help sort of direct uh, their efforts at um, you know helping the driver out basically. But um, okay, that's all what right. I say well, anyway. So. Well, based on we just got a few minutes here. What about uh, based on your research and investigation into all this? What's your gut feeling tell you? Is there going to be? Is this going to cause a big? Uh, uh, is this going to cause a lot of drivers' jobs? Um, I don't think I don't think PSP is um, is going to be a huge problem. Uh, I think it's I think it's interesting um, in the potential it has combined with. CSA 2010 becoming a reality to uh, to help the drivers who 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 have you know clearly demonstrated uh, you know an ability to uh, uh, an ability to to you know stay on top of everything that they need to be on top of who are you know for lack of a better term squeaky clean I guess and uh, um. And I, think, and I think that's the most interesting thing about it to me. Um, I don't think I don't, I don't see it being a. I don't want to. I don't want to see it uh, be uh, as big a uh, problem as as we've seen with Dak. But uh, at the same time, I don't. I think rationally, I don't think it will be. Um, okay. Well, yeah, we'll see. Good. Good. I have you on <laughs> record saying that. <laughs> so, but hey, you've done a, you've done a lot of research and investigation into this, and talked to a lot of carriers. So uh, that's why uh, your opinion is real important to us. But uh, yes. we got to wrap it up. Um, but Todd, appreciate you coming back on the show. And the overdrive Thank piece you. on the PSP is um, they can read it online. What's the what's the website again to read it digitally? Oh, uh, overdriveonline.com, and then there's a there's a link on the on the cover page there. Um, okay, and but, uh, you're, uh, you write a great blog. Uh, give us that website again on your blog. Well, it's overdriveonline.com and then uh, backslash is channel 19, channel 19. Channel 19, great blog. Okay, well, uh, thanks for being here again. We're going to do it again, okay? Yep, let's do it again. Thanks, Al. All right, thanks. Awesome. Bye, Al. Uh, all right, we'll be right back to wrap things up for this broadcast of Truth About Trucking Live, so we'll be right back. Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live and AskTheTrucker.com. Remember the late 60s and the 1970s when songs about trucking, the truck driver, and the trucking way of life was all over the radio? Songs like Six Days on the Road, Teddy Bear, and of course the number one hit by C.W. McCall, Convoy. Well, the lifestyle of the American trucker is once again making its way into the world of music and the dreams that legends are made of. Songwriters Barry Allen and David Ayers of Allen and Ayers Productions, along with artist John Johnson, have produced the first music CD since the mid-70s dedicated to all the men and women of trucking. The CD is a savvy, up-to-date collection of original songs relating to present-day issues that truckers face on a daily basis. Songs like Don't Get Hooked on Dak, The Trucking Brand, Say a Prayer for Jason, and of course the smash hit When the Big Rigs Don't Roll. Be sure to get your copy of When the Big Rigs Don't Roll CD or you can download just the songs that you want. 
Just visit askthetrucker.com and you'll find the music player right on our website. Individual songs are only 99 cents each or to receive the entire collection, just a small cost of only $15. The hard copy of the CD is scheduled to be released in August 2010. These are all new, original trucking songs that will keep you running down the highway, saluting all of our nation's truckers who keep America moving. When the Big Rigs Don't Roll Trucking CD Release, produced by Allen and Ayers Productions. Okay, thanks again to Todd Dills of Truckers News and Overdrive Magazine for being our guest this evening. Donna, uh, got about five minutes. You got any announcements? Yeah, I have a few, and I just want to mention that um, David and Barry are still donating the $3 for each sale of that CD uh, to the Jason's Law uh, Fund, and that will go to um, Hope Rivenberg and her uh, her relentless quest towards Jason's Law. <laughs> um, also, I wanted to announce that um, about the Memphis Trucking Expo on uh, October 23rd, and uh, Barry and David will be there, and um, they'll be uh, entertaining there. Uh, uh, they have an artist coming in, and they'll be singing all the songs on the, When the Big Rigs Don't Roll, and a few other songs also. Also uh, there will be Jan and Jim McCarter. They're going to be entertainers there at the Mempho, uh, Mem- Mempho, Memphis Trucking Expo. <laughs> and I, I believe they're bringing Bobby Buffet with them. So uh, you can get to meet him. Uh, the speakers, uh, Kendris Paris of Truckers uh, Against Trafficking, uh, will be one of the seminar speakers. Uh, we really are looking forward to seeing her and meeting her, Desiree Wood from Real Women in Trucking and TruckerDesiree.com. She'll be speaking on social media. And Alan Smith will be there of Ask the Trucker. The MC is going to be Tim Brady from Right Up the Road. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, there. everyone knows about the uh, six uh, rest stops that were closed in New York. Uh, it's created quite a commotion. Uh, New York's already uh, pretty pretty needy of uh, parking anyway, and uh, truckers didn't like it. Hope Rivenberg got together with uh, a few people, and I do believe that Congressman Tonko is uh, is also supporting this. They're going to have a sit a sit in um, up in New York State. The rest areas are scheduled to close in November. Um, oh man, right in time for winter. How great is that? I know. And uh, anyway, um, if if you want to know more about this, you can go to the Drivers Alike blog. It's driversalike.wordpress.com, and there's a whole article on it. Uh, also, you can contact Charlie uh, Claiborne, um, and, uh, well, he's got his number out there, so I'm going to say it, 518-538-1740. And uh, I guess they're going to be meeting on the uh, 31st at 10 p.m. at the uh, Shodak Rest Area on Interstate 90, westbound, between exits 11 and 12. That's going to be the meeting place. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to tell everybody about that. Jason's Law, uh, you know, we have a lot of uh, uh, positive things going on with that. Uh, Everybody did such a tremendous job uh, calling in. We've got politicians, we've got their attention. We're actually helping when they have their lame duck session that truck parking is uh, is brought up. 
Um, I know uh, we did make a post on uh, on John Micah's uh, board today about it, and he is the uh, ranking Republican in the Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. So hopefully he'll he'll read uh, he'll read our post over there. And uh, I think that's about it, Alan. That's about it. Okay. All right, sounds good. Yeah, the closing of those rest areas are just absolutely just is just amazing to me. I mean, with all this Jason's Law and all the support behind that, but uh, <clears throat> we can just keep pounding at it and and uh, see what we can do about it. It still has a lot of support behind it. Oh yeah, and uh, everybody seems to be, uh, according to the input um, feedback we're getting back, um, it looks like there's going to be a, a quite a gathering there for November first. Uh, the media has already been contacted, so they're going to be there. And um, we're just hoping that this this is uh, almost symbolic now to people for drivers. Yeah, well, good. Well, I hope they all show up and uh, show their support for that. But all right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us this evening. We are almost out of time, and um, I will be on vacation for the rest of October, so we will see you again in November. But for now... Um, you know, you heard us talking about the DAC report and kind of relating it to this PSP. You don't know if that's what's going to happen, but I see it coming. Um, go to askthetrucker.com and download the letters provided in our most recent post about higher right and the DAC services and mail them to your state representatives and senators, and let's start working on bringing an end to this DAC reporting services. It's just amazing how many careers this thing is running. So let's get behind that. Uh, you can find it on our post there at askthetrucker.com. It's the most recent one, and I have uh, form letters already made. You can just uh, fill it out and and send it to your state representatives and senators, and let's start trying to uh, rid this industry of this DAC reporting services. So like the song says on the Big Rigs Don't Roll album, don't get hooked by DAC. So I hope you'll help us with that. And until next time, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith along with Donna. Drive safe and thanks for listening. Life can be good, life can be bad. Some things make you happy, other things make you sad. You might get stuck on cigarettes, get hooked on beer, you might get hooked. On driving trucks and shifting those gears Don't get hooked by Dak It'll follow you around No matter where you go No matter what town Doesn't matter if it's wrong Or if it's right What they put on paper's gonna follow you for life Don't get hooked by Dak Don't get hooked by Dak don't get hooked by that. No. Might scuff a tire, bend a bad wing through no fault of your own. Your fender gets a ding. Have words with the dispatcher And he writes you up No matter how you try Your best just ain't good enough No, don't get hooked by that It'll follow you around No matter where you go No matter what town Doesn't matter if it's wrong 
or if it's right What they put on paper's gonna follow you for life Don't get hooked by that Don't get hooked by that Don't get hooked by that can put that deck where the sun don't shine Deep in a mountain at the bottom of a mine Buried beneath a mountain of coal As dark as a politician's soul Well that's what I think about Dak Oh, don't get hooked by Dak It'll follow you around No matter where you go No matter what town Doesn't matter if it's wrong Or if it's right What they put on paper's gonna follow you for life Don't get hooked by that Don't get hooked by that Don't get hooked by that Oh, don't get hooked by that no, don't get hooked by that. Don't get hooked by that.